of course, uh, women, uh, uh, teenagers, children, they are coming to me with their own uh, stories of life. And I need not only to be a teacher, but also psychologists, yes. So it's a great work that uh, all belly dance dance teachers are making now. Hello everyone, you're listening to the Belly Dance Live podcast. I'm your host Jana Komarnitska and I'm thrilled to share a new portion of dance inspiration with you. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. Don't forget to subscribe and receive automatic updates about our new episodes. And if you are our regular listener, welcome back. Please leave your reviews on whichever app you're listening. They really help me promote the show and spread awareness about belly dance art form. Plus, I really like like hearing back from you. On this note, let's get to our today's episode. Are you ready for the magic of authentic Egyptian dance, personal discovery and empowerment? If so, discover Joanna Saira's online dance school, a place where your uniqueness is celebrated and dance and personal growth go hand in hand. Egyptian Oriental and folkloric dance styles taught with a pioneering method bringing the best of the East and the West together, a platform that will offer you much more than you bargained for. Joanna Zaira, the founder of this platform, started her career in Egypt and from there she traveled the world sharing the beauty and power of Egyptian dance. Now it's your time to receive some of those treasures. Check the available courses at joannasaira.com. Direct link to the website is in the show notes. This conversation that you are about to hear really made me think how often we treat so many things for granted. We take them for granted in our life, in our dance, and even the opportunity itself that we can go and take classes and work on our progress and listening to the stories like uh, this one really made you realize how lucky you are to have those things in your life on a regular basis just as a part of normal day-to-day life and I hope listening to this episode will bring you a spark of gratefulness for your own life and for things that you have and will inspire you to appreciate even the creative struggles that we from time to time all face in our dance journey. Our today's guest is Alexandra Kovalova, who is a professional dancer, teacher, choreographer, and certified judge. She is the director of Oriental Dance School Amberley, based in Zhitomir, Ukraine, and an organizer for the big international festival Yalabina, also in Zhitomir, Ukraine. Alexandra is the winner of the Nile Group competition, as well as mentor for her award-winning students. After living and teaching classes in Germany during uh, last year, she's currently back to Ukraine and she just managed to run a very successful edition of her dance festival, gathering dancers from all over the country. In this conversation, you will find out about how war in Ukraine influenced uh, Alexandra's life and specifically dance activities, how was her experience of living and working in Germany and teaching belly dance classes there, especially considering that she has extensive experience in both countries, Ukraine and now Germany, and her incredible ability to keep going 
no matter what. She literally just recently organized, uh, put together a big festival, one of the very important festivals in Ukraine, and despite of all the situations, all the struggles, all the difficulties, it did happen. So we talked about nuances of organizing a dance festival while there is a war in the country, and why it is important to still trying to keep and continue dance activities in Ukraine. And, of course, we talked about uh, dancers there and how their approach to dance is shifting and changing considering all the circumstances. So, although life sometimes with its uh, completely uh, non-artistic events and things uh, happen and it does influence our creativity, we still focused a lot specifically on the belly dance and art and I hope it will inspire you to keep going no matter what because we all go through our own struggles, through our own battles of very different kinds, personal, financial, social, political, we all have things that we deal with. And they all influence our life in different ways. So I hope listening to this story of uh, keep going and keep dancing no matter what, even in such very harsh circumstances, will inspire you and spark your enthusiasm to keep going no matter what and valuing things, the simple things that sometimes we start taken at some point for granted. But I hope now your fire and appreciation for dancing in your life will be reignited. So, let's dive into our today's episode. Cross-training is the key to successful dancing. It may sound shocking, but it's true, especially if you don't see improvement in your skills. And why not cross-train doing what you already love? Sharky, the belly dance workout is what happens when authentic belly dance meets high-energy fitness. Sharky builds endurance for your gigs, stamina for your technique, and strength and flexibility to prevent injuries. From cardio and core to strength and stretch, their membership has everything you need to dance your best. Both live online and recorded options are available. Try them out for only $5 for the first week. They guarantee that you'll love their workouts and supportive community. Join now at sharky.com slash online, S-H-A-R-Q-U-I dot com slash online, direct link in the show notes. Hello, dear Alexandra. I am really happy to connect with you today and uh, thank you for agreeing to participate in the interview. (laughs) Hi world, hi Jana, I'm uh, very grateful that I have such opportunity to uh, um, have such nice uh, talk with you and talk to the world because nowadays Ukraine and Ukrainian belly dancers need support. Thank you very much for such kind of opportunity. Well, that's my pleasure to connect with you uh even just because you are an amazing dancer. But, of course, I also would like to uh, start our conversation uh, specifically with the topic that you already mentioned. So, last year, even actually more, uh, it has been very tough uh, for the world, but specifically for Ukraine and for Ukrainian dancer, with all the events, with the full-scale war, etc. So, I would like to ask, how are you right now? And uh, uh, how did this all events influence your life and specifically your dance life too, if you don't mind sharing? 
Yes, of course. Um, yes, we. Oh, I will start so that, uh, of course, my life and my family and uh, all around me, yes, changed, changed. And, of course, for us, it was very big pain. And it is a very big pain uh, because we are um, we are Ukrainian and um, we live now. Uh, and thank, thanks God, we thank God for every day that we live. Uh, of course, for us, it was a strange situation on twenty uh, fourth of uh, February, twenty twenty two, because we uh, we thought that. In our century, in uh, nowadays, it cannot happen. Uh, it was strange for us to hear uh, that uh, airplanes can bring not people to us, but bombs. Uh, for us, it was really strange to hear from uh, TV and for uh, other mass media that uh, Russian came to us to kill us because before we we connected with uh for example yes russian belly dancers with my colleagues and uh, for me it was strange that in one minute people uh will not uh, connect with you uh, anymore and uh their soldiers will come to us and kill our babies uh women Man and of course we we were shocked. Uh, it is not good word, I mean, but still, um, uh, for me it was like end of my uh, peaceful life, and um, uh, in my circle of friends there are a lot of soldiers, there are a lot of military people, military people. And of course, uh, when we heard the information that they need to go to war, it was terrible information for us. And even yet, I don't understand why in uh, in our century we are fighting for to be alive. Yes, for our uh, for our life. But uh, uh, why not? I I understand uh, such things very good. Because I live in a military uh, town, it is not a big town, but still, and every day we become um, uh, not good information that some of our soldiers are uh, not alive. Uh, you understand what I mean, yes, and or maybe uh, um, such other information we become, but uh, still, it's. Um, in in the air, uh, there is no um, atmosphere of um, good life. It's um, a peaceful life. No more. Yeah, it's definitely tough for uh, not only the initial shock of the events, but also that it all lasts so long. And it's yes. such a contrast because sometimes it feels like, oh, life gets back to normal, even there are dance classes, festivals, but it's never really normal. It's that contrast of, mm -hmm. it's more like aiming 
or wanting to be back to normal, but also realization that it's not normal what is happening. And it happens already for such a long time and on a daily basis to be in this topic, even just by checking news and worrying like what's what's other piece of news are coming this day, uh, yes, etc. You're right. Mm-hmm. How was it you for right. you in in the dance sense because obviously like when everything was starting like in february uh i mean the full-scale mm-hmm. war uh like all dance activities all activities uh, pretty much they stopped and people just stopped their lives uh but all dancers were going through different journeys of reconnecting with dance. so for you if to think right now like uh, not right now if to think a year ago when it was like on the peak how was your reaction from the point of view, like as a dancer and your connection to dance? And when it started the process of uh, coming back to dance, or maybe you never really dropped some elements of dance activities in your life. So can you share from this perspective, please? Yes, of course. For me, like uh, as a sport dan- dancer, it was very hard to understand that uh, 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 that the war is here and we, we um, I will not dance even more because um, people are thinking not about dancing. They're uh, thinking about uh, how to stay alive and etc. Yes. And for me, it was also a big pain in my um, heart that uh, 10 years of my activity, of my work, uh, ten years uh, are past, and um, uh, maybe in the future I will uh, will not uh, dance. Uh, never, uh, never will dance. So for me, it was really um, it is hard to explain um, because you thought not not only about dancing. You thought about. I am mother. I have my uh, uh, I have three uh, three years daughter, and uh, I was thinking about how to uh, stay alive and uh, um, make uh, possible um, from me that my daughter w- will not uh, stay under bombs. Yes, and of course uh, uh, I was very. It was very horrible situation that we um, uh, uh, when we uh, decided to leave our country, our Ukraine. Yes, so it was very uh, pain, p- painful situation. Uh, and um, of course, what about dancing? After that, uh, after that, uh, then I came to Germany. Um, I decided to do what I can. Yes, I, I'm a teacher of German language, and I decided to help our Ukrainian uh, children in German um, uh, German uh, schools uh, because they need uh, Ukrainian teachers to, to to teach them. Yes, and so it was important for me to contribute uh, and to help uh, uh, Ukrainian children because uh, they uh, need to have childhood uh, even in such situations in during the war uh, the time goes and uh, of course for us um, at this time we cannot uh, change we cannot 
make great things, we can make small things and my small um, deal, yes, and my small uh, help for them uh, was um, to give them some knowledge um, about German language, to help them there, to protect them also. And uh, of course, uh, all our thoughts were and are in Ukraine and about Ukraine. Every time we opened uh, mass media to read news, what happened, what is happening, you 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 are checking every time your uh, you are checking every time your handy your um, not handy your telephone uh, to see if someone call you uh, to tell what what is nowadays in Ukraine and uh, now I am in Ukraine and I want to tell you uh, of course uh, the situation is not very good uh, not in all parts of uh, of uh, Ukraine territory. Uh, but still, we we are trying to do everything that can uh, that can help economy of our country, everything that can help uh, people to survive, to change their lives, to make them happy also because they need to become good emotions. I mean, children and women because I'm working working with children and with women. I know that in Germany, along with uh, uh, language classes, you were also teaching some dance classes. Uh, mm -hmm. So how did that happen and how easy it was to start teaching uh, ballet dance, uh, dance in mm -hmm. Germany? Uh, so what about uh, ballet dance in Germany? Uh, they have very good level, uh, they have very good level, level of dancing. Uh, there are a lot of uh, women that uh, danced uh, in their teenager age. Uh, of course, um, um, what about uh, children dancing, uh, uh, children uh, groups? Uh, it was not very um, easy to invite a lot of children in German because in Germany, because uh, I think uh, such dance style is not very popular among uh, teenagers or small children but um, uh, I have done <laughs> uh, I had a Ukrainian uh, group um, with Ukrainian children and they danced very good really for three months that I worked there or oh, four months uh, four months it was it was very good and uh, German women, they liked belly dance and they tried to do their best. They were very um, hardworking, really. Uh, I was there uh, in Germany. I was in a uh, uh, festival. Um, I took part uh, like teacher and gave workshops. Uh, and uh, I saw a good level of uh, dance, really. Um, we had, we have uh, also um, gala show and uh, the dancers were very uh, powerful really so it, uh, I was amazed by them 
for you teaching ballet dance classes in Germany with your extensive experience of teaching ballet dance classes in Ukraine uh, did you notice any differences in students mentality or um, their interests maybe in ballet or any differences or was it for you pretty much like the same uh, so uh, uh, I um, I saw some differences between um, maybe between uh, uh, how to teach uh, German children uh, during uh, classes, yes, and how to uh, what what uh, Ukrainian children expecting from the class because German uh, children they're like coming to relax to chat. Uh, to have a good time and maybe uh, because there are not so many um, uh, festivals, competitions and uh, so it's like hobby class for them and what about Ukrainian children? They know and they, they know that there are a lot of festivals in ballet dance even now we have a lot of festivals and uh, they try to take part they try to learn much uh, they try to learn more uh, they try to learn faster and what about women uh, i i think um i i th- I, I saw also the difference between um women um mentality and uh, their um, opportunities uh, German women are more relaxed, so they they also come to uh, class to relax, to uh, to chat, to have uh, new friends, and to to enjoy their time. Um, maybe because of our life now in Ukraine, uh, it's not maybe it's it's a uh, fact yes that because of our life in Ukraine we cannot uh, relax and enjoy uh, with whole heart with whole with our brains yes that is why um, we have differences now and we will have such differences for a long time also yeah that's for sure uh, we start talking about different stories of uh, like uh, what expectations people have when they come to ballet dance class uh, in different countries. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious about your personal story. How did you got involved in ballet dance? Do you remember your first ballet dance class and oh, your expectations? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. So uh, what about me? I um, attended uh, uh, in my childhood. I attended to a choreography school and that is why I know what is uh, dancing school what are dancing classes and uh, of course when I came to ballet dance, my first ballet dance class, it was an unforgettable time uh, I felt uh, myself uh, happy as never like uh, I was happy uh, after this uh, one hour. I was so happy, uh, like I have won a million, really. <laughs> so, and I was very grateful and thankful of 
for my art teacher that she gave me a lot of knowledges. Uh, so my first lesson, when I'm not mistaken, was in 2008. <laughs> oh my God. In 2008, yes. And my first teacher was Amida in my town. Uh, she was very uh, professional uh, dancer and teacher also. We had a very, very big uh, family, dancing family. Uh, several years ago, uh, in maybe 2010, uh, I took part in my first festival. Really, I was shocked because I thought that only I, uh, only I dance, uh, me dancing um, belly dance. <laughs> It, stupid, stupid me, stupid me, <laughs> because we had no, um, not such a good connection like now, like internet connection, maybe internet we had, but I mean, uh, mass media connection that we can see each other video from other uh, countries, uh, towns, cities, etc. And my first uh, festival was in Kiev. I saw a lot of ballet dancers that were very cool also. They danced very, very professional, etc. And of course, after that, I started my professional um, um, preparing for uh, competitions. And my teacher that gave me a lot of, a, a lot of knowledge and skills uh, it was Olena Sinelnikova. Uh, nowadays, she is working in Kiev, and she um, she's a superstar of Ukrainian ballet dance. After that, I took a lot of workshops of famous Oriental dancers, teachers uh, like uh, like like Randa Kamel, Wal Mansur, Munik Neid, Kamelia from Egypt, and Virginia Virginia Mendes, Mohamed Kazafi. Dito say from Egypt, Aydanur. <laughs> I love them all. Uh, then I decided um, several years uh, ago, uh, it was maybe, yeah, it was 2013. I decided to start my, um, uh, to, to be ahead of my own, own school of Oriental dance. Uh, the name of my school is Amberly. Uh, because amber is my symbol stone. That is why I decided to name my school Amberly. I like mm. this name very much. So that's all. That sounds very lovely and very personal, you know, and very kind of not directly in the um, belly dance oriental theme, but still very much like cool name actually <laughs> it kind of sounds yes. <laughs> uh, sounds very much related although like not not exactly so you mentioned that as a child you were studying in ballet school in choreography ballet school and it was very cool to hear about your impressions of ballet dance class but do you remember yes. why did you decide to go to ballet dance class how did it happen that you actually stepped your foot in the room <laughs> yeah so yes i decided to come to uh, ballet dance class because my friend uh, she was uh, she was dancing there and she invited me and for me it was really unforgettable time I, I was breathing with my whole lungs because it was really 
the happiest moment in my life. I remember till now uh, the perfume of my uh, teacher. Uh, also, how feminine she was, yes. And her arms and her fingers, how beautiful they were. Uh, I like this music from first second. I like ballet dance music. And I saw uh, um, in my school while uh, some highlight, it was such highlight, and one of um, my uh, schoolmates, uh, she was dancing ballet dance. I saw this beauty of costumes, dresses of this beautiful dress. And of course, it was uh, really, for me, um, such moments that I remember that, that I remember now, and I will remember this moment till my end. So yes, um, uh, before I was dancing national Ukrainian dances. Also, we have very beautiful dresses in Ukrainian dances. And uh, when I saw ballet dance, really, it was my maybe it was my uh, dream that came true, and I want. Uh, for all people that ha have such dream that that this dream for them will come also will come true also yes uh, that they feel themselves uh, really uh, with full freedom with full happiness uh, that they that they will feel the stage maybe in the future it's really unforgettable uh, emotions. Oh, thank you so much for sharing. I absolutely love like diving into those moments, the very first ones, because uh, very often, unfortunately, as teachers, we sometimes like forget, like we, we get into like these uh, topics or mindset of like, okay, what to teach, like how to push them, work better, let's say, evolve, etc. And we forget that there are mm -hmm. many people right now in the class who go exactly through these moments. Mm -hmm. how like we back then when we were starting like we're going mm -hmm. through and they now like what you felt towards your teacher they see you like this right now and yes. it's a really yes. important mm -hmm. to remember that state mm -hmm. to be connected like to students and it's cool also to hear like the full you know full circle around like you came you got inspired by the teacher now you yeah. teach so actively mm -hmm. and i can only imagine how many people get inspiration from you from seeing mm -hmm. you and having yes. first contact with ballet dance uh, through you so thank you for sharing yes yana i really i love ballet dance uh, with more with all my heart and i try to teach my uh students my of children, <laughs> I named them so. Uh, I tried to te teach them to be happy, to be happy uh, during uh, their life, also, but be happy uh, while they're they are dancing. It's my mission, <laughs> maybe. How difficult or easy is to make this mission happen uh, specifically right now? Because you are back mm -hmm. to Ukraine and you work a mm -hmm. lot with Ukrainian students and now it's mm -hmm. a very tough time for everyone. So how do you see, did people's approach to dance and dance classes changed mm -hmm. over this year previously to what was happening and how they were approaching it before, like let's say two years ago, three years ago? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I told you, yes, that there is a, a big difference between... So our, our life uh, uh, nowadays is before and after, you know, and there is a big difference uh, what uh, what emotions uh, we had now and before we had, yes. Um, of course, uh, women, uh, uh, teenagers, children, they are coming to me with their own uh, stories of life. And uh, I need not only to be a teacher, but also psychologist, yes. So it's a great work that uh, all ballet dance, uh, teacher, dance teachers are making now. Because we need to feel our students, what they, why are they here? Why are, uh, why uh, do they uh, need to uh, dance nowadays? Yes, now, in this moment. That is why um, I'm trying to um, talk with them. Um, I'm trying not only to dance with them, but to talk, to understand uh, their so you also were able which to me sounds just incredible and i bow my head to all event organizers right now in ukraine but you were able to put together a festival literally a few weeks Mm -hmm. ago since the moment that we are talking right now Mm -hmm. why did you decide to go through the headache of making a festival right now because i know as an organizer it's 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 always a headache it's always a nightmare from organization point of view but right now Mm -hmm. specifically in the moment that country is at war and you decide to do festival so why did you decide to do it and how did it go how was Mm -hmm. it any different from organizational point of view from the festival a year ago or something like that Of course, uh, you know, during such situation, during such uh, uh, during war, we need to we need to name uh, uh, this situation. Yes, uh, during during war, uh, my students and students all over Ukraine they need to um, feel such emotions as before. Uh, I will tell you what I mean. Uh, I'm from 2000, maybe 14. I'm working in one of the latest and of the greatest uh, association uh, in Ukraine. The name of this association is Ukrainian Association of Eastern Eastern Dance, uh, of Oriental Dance, yes. So uh, I'm a licensed judge also there and I saw that a lot of uh, organizers uh, yes having this headache <laughs> uh, have, but they are trying to do uh, festivals and they do, uh, they make donations then for uh, our soldiers for our military um, uh, for Ukrainian military forces and uh, in my town thanks God now it is quite quiet <laughs> It is not safe, but still it's quiet. And um, thanks Europe, thanks USA, thanks all world, we have uh, we have <laughs> what we have, and that is why we can 
make uh, festivals and to be sure that everything will be good. So my students asked me a lot of, uh, during this uh, year, they asked when we'll, we will have uh, our festival because they like Yalabina. I'm the organizer of this uh, festival. Uh, and my association the, uh, uh, helped me. Uh, our head of association, she told us, girls, we need to work to make people happy, to uh, help uh, military, Ukrainian military forces, and of course, to uh, give life uh, for Belarus, because I will tell it a uh, hundred times, we, we love what we do with all our heart. And of course, um, I have, uh, I'm very thankful for my uh, team, uh, for my uh, school. We made it uh, together and uh, my uh, team helped me. Because if you're alone, you cannot reach uh, the goal. Um, that is why we decided to make uh, the festival. We had two stages, a uh, whole day long, and uh, we invited uh, Ukrainian ballet dancers. It is impossible uh, today to invite uh, ballet dancers from other uh, countries. But we decided we have also good ballet dancers in Ukraine, and they are really they, they need to show their uh, performances, and they they need uh, to to see that we need them uh, because artists nowadays uh, for artists it's very difficult time for singers, for dancers, and for all artists, yes, it's very difficult time nowadays. Um, I, uh, when uh, I came to Ukraine, uh, I saw that people here are very, uh, they, they, they are very, they, they are very strong, yes, and they uh, are stronger than before. And of course, I, uh, I cannot uh, stop, yes, what I made for 10 years, for, for 15 years already, because I'm dancing from 2008. Uh, it, um, in 2021, we made our um, fifth festival. It was anniversary for us, uh, anniversary for Yalabina Festival. And of course, we decided this project uh, will live and we will dance until we are here in this world. I must also add that Yalabina is one of the uh, biggest and very important festivals in Ukraine in general and it's amazing that you were able to put it together and uh, present this year, so congratulations on that. Thank you, thank you for such kind words, thank you. I'm also curious to ask, because right now, right now in Ukraine, the situation with electricity uh, is much better. It's pretty stable. Mm -hmm. But festival, oh, festival organization, 
festival organization, mm-hmm. it starts not a week or two before. It starts mm-hmm. at least a few mm-hmm. months prior to that. Yes. So back then, it was a very serious interruptions in electricity. And there was like full days uh, that yes. uh, electricity was off. And sometimes you never knew when the electricity mm-hmm. would be turned off. It was different in different regions of Ukraine. So it was a lot of uncertainty and electricity is something that you do need to have a festival you need to play music somehow (laughs) you need to have light Mm -hmm. in the room like it's not like you can pull it off without electricity so when you started doing fest preparing for festival planning festival did you have did did you think about any plan b in case there is electricity Mm -hmm. shortcut on that day because this is something you couldn't knew in advance is it going to be electricity mm-hmm. on or off that day? So what was your thoughts on that? <laughs> oh, my thoughts were everywhere, really, because we uh, electricity, it's not a problem. We have generators, yes, but problem was to find uh, big shelters and to find uh, uh, stages, uh, also uh, places where competitors can uh, uh, dress themselves, yes, and you understand what I mean? And of course, it was a problem with the shelters because um, sometimes it is not enough for people that are, that are coming uh, to the festival. Um, first, we thought that we can make uh, we can make festival in February this year. Then we heard information about about that uh, about um, new attack uh, from um, uh, north uh, north part part parts of ukraine from north borders and uh, for us it was really very bad information um, we need to think not in that time we need not to think about festival but about how to continue living um, yes, but not making uh, making a festival. I thought um, so that uh, if we uh, if we uh, continue to live in in peace, uh, but peace it's it's in um, a very metaphorical. Yes, so live in peace very metaphorically. Um, if we, we will have peaceful time in February and in Mar- March, uh, then maybe in April we can do our highlight. So we we, we did it. <laughs> of course, there were a lot of uh, performers. Uh, so we had two stages, I, I told you, and um, there were at about maybe 200 people, uh, 200 competitors. It was uh, half of them are from my school, from my team, because not only uh, I am a head of the school and we have uh, a lot of coaches and they helped me to do this highlight also. They, um, they tried to do their best. <laughs> and really, I'm very thankful for my team that my team did it. Not only me, but my team. Uh, I'm very grateful also for people that uh, uh, are participants uh, of association that they helped us also. So uh, to have uh, friends, to have 
uh, good connections uh, means to make good deal together. We made also together donation for a soldier that uh, that had um, injured, and uh, thanks God, uh, he is okay now. Well, also for people, some people who may uh, not be familiar much with geography and things, just to clarify, because you are living and the festival was in city Zhitomer, which is very mm -hmm. close to border. So depending on different yes. regions of Ukraine, what you were saying, like, oh, it feels a little bit more peaceful in terms of there are no active attacks. Uh, that's why it's quote unquote peaceful, like in some regions of Ukraine right now. Uh, but it's all like metaphorically speaking because it's literally not mm -hmm. safe anywhere and especially in February there's more talks about again uh, mm -hmm. continuation mm -hmm. of attacks specifically from north so it never mm -hmm. knew like where exactly in which direction it will go towards Kiev, towards Jitomer, towards any yes. other cities mm -hmm. so I understand uh, what you were saying and so how much in advance did you actually take decision okay festival will be happening so festival is April 8th in February, you still didn't knew mm -hmm. if, if you're going to do it or not. So when did you actually decide? Oh, really? Oh, um, um, we we decided to make a festival. Uh, it was um, in October. Then uh, we uh, uh, changed dates uh, from February. We decided to change to the April. And uh, we... Uh, worked a lot during this time uh, but I had such picture in my uh, head that we will do everything perfect I had such picture such dream and dreams come true <laughs> um, of course it was a really big work but uh, I'm making festival not for first time and that is why I see uh, this picture more cleaner, clear, clear much clearer. Yes, and uh, uh, of course, to make nowadays, uh, to make festivals nowadays in Ukraine, it is really um, very hard for organizers. But still, uh, there are festivals in Zaporizhia. Yes, it's very near to a territory that is occupied. Uh, we make festival also in Chern we, we made festival also in Chernihiv. My friend and organizer of this festival, she's really hero for me. And she made really great festival, not only a belly dance festival, but in uh, uh, modern uh, dances. And people want to dance. They want to uh, give their emotion emotions uh, for their to their uh, audience. That is why uh, it is it is good that we have such opportunity. Thanks God and thanks world that we can do our work again, not like before, not like before, but. Uh, with a big pain and with a big hole in our heart, but we we try to heal our heart and our soul. 
Well, thank you so much for the work that you do and for the work that putting together these events and continuing dance and continuing dance classes. It, it uh, may sound like early in the uh, conversation you were saying, like, oh, maybe it's not too much, like giving some classes, etc. But it can mean a word to someone. So uh, thank you so much for doing it and thank you so much for trying to uh, keep dance activities alive. Uh, uh, in Ukraine and also helping people to go through such tough times while you yourself also need to process all these emotions and all this information. So really thank you so much. And before I ask our final traditional question of the podcast, I would love to ask you uh, two additional questions. So where can mm-hmm. for our listeners find you? Uh, do you have any, I don't know, maybe favorite social media or any other source that they can find mm-hmm. and direct and follow your activities? And is there anything uh, that we as a community, Belladance community, our listeners can do to help and support you in uh, this current situation? And please don't be shy because right now in Ukraine, mm-hmm. every active dance in Ukraine they all need support, and uh, I'm sure we'll be happy, like, all listeners will be happy to know actually how right now is possible to support and, and help art and belly dance in Ukraine, and specifically you and your activities. So thank you also that I have such opportunity to uh, speak to the world of belly dance now. Um, of course, we need support. Uh Mm, we need support, yes, but uh, we will need support after war, war uh, because after war, you know, uh, after ending, after active phase, uh, because, you know, in the history, it is uh, the, the hardest, uh, har- hardest uh, time is after war. Uh, I have my account in Instagram. Um, my festival uh, has its uh, its own account also in Instagram. I'm very active there. I have my own uh, page also in Facebook. You can find me if you want. You can ask me uh, if, if you if you need my help. Um, I think uh, if we have um, uh, power to dance, uh, we will have power to live. Uh, to live, uh, to continue to live. Uh, support from the world is very necessary for our military forces. And if people want to help us, I can find uh, soldiers, I can find uh, military um, people that need their help. And I can directly uh, give their uh pages in Instagram or uh, connect connection uh, uh, I can make this connection if people want to help us of course um, but after war after uh, this active phase we will really need uh, more than people will for us it will be ne- very necessary that people all over the world will come to Ukraine will in invest uh, people uh, if they want uh, they uh, can invest in our country because um, people here in ukraine ukrainian really they they are very powerful people they're very strong and thank you uh 
for your support in Ukraine, for your support to our country, really. I want to thank uh, German people that helped us, that helped our belly dance community. Uh, really, there were a lot of people in Germany that helped us. I want to thank also Polish people that helped us. I want to thank all, all, all people that are making good, good uh, things uh, for our country, because uh, I believe in God and God see uh, what we we are making. Yes, we try to um, save our country. We try to protect our country, our borders, because it's our earth, it's our home, and no one ha has such rights to take our home, yes, uh, away. So thank you one more time for <laughs> such good question and for uh, such opportunity to talk to you. Well, I will definitely include links to your social media in the uh, show notes to the episode, so all our listeners, you know, you can easily connect uh, with our guests right there. Uh, for me personally, I also want to add and bring attention of people that you are teaching online, and now electricity is stable, mm -hmm. so that's Thank not you. a problem. And you are teaching not only in English, you are teaching in German language too, so for those who yes. may be more comfortable, mm -hmm. uh, you are a source to go for some extra coaching yes. and uh, uh, thank you so much for participating in this interview i really appreciate i know you have a very busy schedule and you're little about to actually teach online <laughs> class but i will just ask you one final question because it's our tradition yes, yes. to summarize um mm -hmm. every interview i ask uh, this question regardless of we talked during the entire mm -hmm. conversation and the question is what makes you fall in love with belly dance again and again so you keep doing it for so many years oh it's a good question <laughs> what makes maybe not maybe um music what else feelings that i have during teaching and during uh, teaching pro process during uh, performances that these feelings are very valuable um, and of course um, eyes of my uh, students <laughs> that is why I I'm opening every every morning I'm opening my eyes and I am waiting for my work day I love to I like I love work <laughs> Uh, and I think uh, belly dance teacher it's the amazing it's the best profession profe profession uh, in the world <laughs> sorry for making mistakes but I try to do my best this episode was brought to you by the Yana Dance Club bringing more consistency and more fun into your dance training online Check it out at yanadanceclub.com, direct link in the show notes. And before you leave, don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it with your friends, as well as leave a review on iTunes or any other app you're using to listen to the show. The more people know about this podcast, the easier it is for me to bring even more awesome guests. Until next time, keep shimming and keep dancing.